What's the easiest choice you can make? Window instead of middle seat? Picking a vendor who sends a great gift basket? Outsourcing business tasks you hate? What about selling with Shopify? Whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real-life store stage, all the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage? Shopify is there to help you grow. Whether you're selling scented soap or offering outdoor outfits, Shopify helps you sell. Wherever and whatever you're selling, Shopify's got you covered. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash try. Go to shopify.com slash try now to grow your business, no matter what stage you're in. Shopify.com slash try. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Ladies and gentlemen, it's Monday, and that means it's time for the Wrestling Inc. Monday Night Raw after show. And have we got a show for you? We've got street fights, we've got a crazy Kaiser on the loose, and we get a look back at just who is our truth. But before we get into all of that good stuff, let's chat to the fellas. I'm Jack Farmer, being joined by Justin Labar. And Jimmy Corderas and Jimmy, if I'm not mistaken, last Tuesday, I got to go see the L.A. Kings face your Maple Leafs in mm-hmm. my first ever NHL game. It was a good one. Ah, it was a good one. And uh, well, for you guys, for you guys, it was a good one. Oh, not OK. Sorry. No, we'll take it. Trust me, man, uh, because, you know, it's a uh, hey, you know, this is hockey country. You know, hockey night in Canada is a, a staple up here. You know, I was going to – something bothered me about the Maple Leafs, though, uh, Jimmy, and I could have just Googled it and looked it up, but instead I'm going to throw out what bothered me, and I want you to answer this question. If it's multiple Leafs, why is it spelled L-E-A-F-S instead of L-E-A-V-E-S? Uh, uh, that's been a long uh, question. That's been a question since the beginning of uh... – the Maple Leafs. Let's put it that yes. way. I never, you know, really got the answer to that. You know, there's a lot, a lot of people who could make up stories or whatever, and it was spelt wrong back in the day. They never changed it, whatever. Blah, blah. There's got to be a good reason behind it. I wish I could tell you what it is. All I know is that when I was a kid in school, and I had to spell Leafs, uh, I, I never <laughs> spelled leaves with a V. <laughs> And I always got in trouble. Jack, leave these poor Maple Leaf hockey fans alone. And they're they're Canada's team, and they and they haven't won anything in decades. Leave them be. They got enough. Right. They got enough problems besides spelling and grammar. 
you know, I, I go to this game and I'm like, hey, this will be my chance to become like an LA Kings fan. I'll get into hockey. This will be great. And then they just scorched us on, on our own turf, Justin. It, it's very hard to become a fan, Justin, of a team for the first time, seeing them just get beat by <laughs> beat by the away team. What did you think of the uh, like the experience seeing a pro hockey game live? It's, oh, it's, 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 it's faster than you can ever believe. Oh, it's actually super fun. I had a great time. I'll probably go see some more games if I get the chance. Uh, growing up in Seattle, the Seattle area of Tacoma mm -hmm. specifically, we had a, I don't know what they call it in hockey, but it's like the AAA version of, of yeah. the NHL. It's like the minor league or whatever. Uh, mm -hmm. We had the Tacoma Sabercats. I'd go see them regularly because mm -hmm. those tickets were basically free and it was a fun time. <laughs> but uh, but this was a good, it was a really cool time. Uh, it was at Crypto. Crypto is a cool stadium in, in general. So it was it was definitely a fun time. I'm probably going to go back if I can, for sure. Uh, so Just, Justin, how about you? How was your – who's your hockey team? I assume you have a hockey team. Washington Capitals. Yeah, Washington makes, Capitals. Makes yeah. sense. Been uh, my entire life, and finally in 2018, got, got to experience our, our first ever Stanley Cup, which was a thrill. Yeah. Um, now that – oh, Yeah, no, I just uh, – good for Justin because, I, I, like I say, uh, the Leafs have been in the – NHL since the beginning of time, basically. And I'm one of the few remaining people who were still alive the last time they won the Stanley Cup. <laughs> so, <laughs> uh, so uh, lots of good stuff there. We got a lot of hockey fans in the chat, by the way. We got Killer Demon oh. saying, go, go Capital. Uh, go Capitals. We've got... Uh, he wasn't saying go Capitals. Or uh, the Capitals. Sorry. He's, he's saying the Crapitals. Oh, the Crapitals. I, I can't read, Justin. Uh, then we got uh, Reaper Brink saying, let's go Red Wings. Original uh, Max, six. There you uh, go. Max Feldman saying, hockey live is great. Definitely a, a hmm. fun one. Max Feldman, by the way, saying, part of the original six. Uh, uh, Tori saying, go Flyers. Lots of very wide range I, of fans I, here. I'll say this for the mainstream sports in the, in the U.S. And I've had, I've had the awesome privilege of being – working at a Super Bowl, and I've had the privilege of getting to go on the ice at, at a Stanley Cup for as part of the media. I've seen all the sports live. If I had unlimited money, the sport that I would first buy season tickets to would be hockey. Mm -hmm. Like, I think I think for the experience you get each time, plus it's like, all right, you got 40-something home games, so like, that's reasonable to think, like, going to, like, you know, half, if you want to go to half or a little bit more. Like, like you know, football, you know, only eight, and you're dealing with whatever weather, you know, basketball, I hate the live experience of NBA basketball. It's just me. And then baseball, there's so many games. Mm -hmm. Hockey's the one I'd say. If you have a team, put your investment in. And, and, and even if you can't get close to the ice, sometimes being on the second level, you can see more happen. So mm -hmm. get your hockey season tickets, folks. Yeah, the uh, it's it's definitely, maybe it's because of my first one. Definitely a fun, fast-paced game. And I think something about it being three periods is fun. Like, mm -hmm. I, the setup was very fun. Like I said, I've never been been to one before. If anyone hasn't been to a hockey game, I recommend checking them out. Go, it, go. it does. It moves quicker than you think. When you see them up, you know, live and in living color, how fast these guys are actually moving, and and how hard they hit too. Speaking of hits, it was fun watching the fights. Of course, like everyone, I'm like, yeah, get like we're, once once the Kings were down by like two goals at, in the in, and we were like halfway through the third period, I was like. Time to just start fighting people. Like, yeah, no, no, <laughs> just start taking people out. <laughs> you got to sure. get like four guys on your team that are just all they do is fight. Just maybe I watched too much Mighty Ducks as a kid. I don't go, know. go back and watch the old Philadelphia Flyers when they were known as the Broad Street Bullies. That's uh, 
I'll have to go uh, check them out. But we got some wrestling to talk about today. Yeah. And um, uh, again, if you're here with us uh, in the chat, thanks so much for joining us. If you're lurking, that's cool too. But uh, like, comment, share, subscribe, as we always like to say. Uh, backstage news on the original plans for Roman Reigns' opponent at the Royal Rumble this year were revealed, or at least talked about. Uh, of course, Royal Rumble, uh, it's going to be Reigns versus Knight versus Styles versus Orton for the title. That wasn't always the case, though. Meltzer said the actual deal here is that the original idea was Roman and Randy Orton for the Rumble. And essentially, there were parties involved who did not want to beat Randy Orton this early, obviously, and just felt that there's money to be made with Randy Orton and Roman in a program at some point, but it's too soon to do it. Uh, Justin, anytime I hear backstage news, I'm always like, maybe, I don't know. But if this is the case, I got to agree with WWE. I think that having Orton take a loss at this point would be a bad idea. And I, I like, I think this is the right move. Well, it's the right move to, to hopefully avoid that happening. If, if Randy Orton is not going to be winning the title at Rumble, then yeah, avoid having him be the one that takes the pin. The other thing this does, though, is by adding LA Knight specifically, is if he's in the world title match on the card, aside from the 30-man Rumble, then that gives you easy justification for why he's not going to appear in the 30-man Rumble. That's normally how it works. If you have a title match, you don't also appear as one of the 30. And so by keeping him out of one of the 30, you avoid any chance of the audience at all hijacking, you know, because he has he still has that effect. I mean, it's not it's not quite Daniel Bryan here in Pittsburgh in 2014 when they <laughs> booed Rey Mysterio and Ray came out as 30, but you could see that. And obviously, this Rumble is going to be a big deal. Whether it's Punk, whomever, uh, they're going to want the crowd and the story to be completely in sync. And, and you know, having LA Knight out there not to win it could throw a loop for things. So I think getting him in a world title match elsewhere on the night, uh, it's, it's kind of a safe bet. Adam Staples in the chat says, don't have an issue with the four-way, but just don't like the way they set it up. Adam, defend that statement. I enjoyed how it was set up. Mm. But uh, Jimmy Corderas, uh, Sev, yes. says, uh, absolutely no need to feed Orton to Roman. Um, what are your thoughts on this? I like what Justin just said, too, about how now we don't have to worry about LA Knight getting eliminated from the Rumble or Orton getting eliminated from the Rumble and having everyone getting disappointed. Now, now, now the only question is, in this four-way, who is the one that eats the pin, so to speak? You know what I mean? You can make a case for a lot of different things. You know, you want Roman Reigns going into whatever's next for him as the champion, since this is what, what they're leaning towards, a big WrestleMania match, or one versus his his cousin for the head of the table, so to speak, and... Uh, uh, there's a lot of possibilities and a lot of questions here and they're making people, you know, I keep talking about this and I'm going to talk about this later when we talk about the actual show that we saw tonight, give people reasons to want to tune in. And this is mm -hmm. giving me a reason to want to tune in because, you know, I'm, you, it's easy to say, well, I can't see so-and-so winning and I can't see so-and-so winning and I can't see. So I want to see how they get there. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And it's, um, I, like I said, I'm a big fan of how they're doing this. Um, uh, Sev uh, adds, adds uh, does the four-way equal more interference from the bloodline for Roman to keep his title? I, I think it's the opposite now. I mean, they'll probably be involved, but um, shenanigans could happen. Ethan Cruz predicting Roman's going to stack them all. I don't know if he'll get away with that this time around, mm -hmm. uh, but you never know. It, it, I didn't think he'd stack Edge and 
Brian, Daniel Bryan, uh, when it happened, um, of course, uh, dark money zone says Orton versus Rhodes is bigger than Roman beating Orton. Uh, yeah. Why choose do both. And Ethan Cruz with the best comment of the night says liked comment, shared and subscribed unsubscribe to subscribe again. Uh, mm -hmm. thank you very much as always appreciated. Uh, lots of interesting stuff there. Let's get into the show. Let's talk yeah. about WWE raw. Uh, Started off with Drew McIntyre, who just does not have the time to let commentary run through the card tonight. Uh, he's out here and he says that he's about to leave WWE, uh, but he has to blame everyone else first. He blames CM Punk and out Punk comes and he says, say it to my face. And so Drew says, OK, I will. Uh, he said CM Punk was a locker room leader who was all about himself. So Drew learned to lead himself. Punk says Drew followed him walking out and CM Punk followed Drew walking back in. They trade a few barbs uh, to each other before CM Punk leaves and they both say they're going to eliminate each other from the Rumble. Um, Justin, obviously your thoughts on this segment. Uh, but I, I also want to make the comment, everything we're talking about with the Royal Rumble, is it even possible for WWE to get this wrong? I mean, obviously it's possible. Anything could happen, but like... <laughs> with all the options i mean it feels like it'd be very hard for them to completely whiff on this <laughs> this year right yeah never make that challenge Jack. <laughs> <laughs> but no it, you know i thought first of all I thought the exchange was a very real feeling exchange i felt like you know you could just feel what they were saying um and i'm sure that they were you know going to the line and exaggerating a little bit or whatever whatever the case it was whatever it was it felt like wow I can feel this, and uh, so so good on them in the exchange. It was it was a little bit longer of an exchange, or a little bit longer of a segment as, as a whole. But uh, I don't feel like it dragged. I feel like it was really compelling, and this is good because look, you know, Punk obviously Punk and Seth are who Punk's linked to since his return. But as long as Seth remains champ, Punk's not getting to Seth until he earns his way via Rumble, via Chamber, what have you. That's just what we assume. So <clears throat> you need Punk to have other things to do on the shorter term. So by having somebody like Drew, and I wouldn't be mad if they have one more before Rumble, one more person call out Punk. So now you have certain people kind of headhunting Punk and Punk headhunting them inside of the Rumble match. So it's compelling inside of there versus just like this predetermined, well, Punk's the only one that's talking smack to Seth. So clearly it's going to be Punk who wins. So I like this. Yeah, I also love that Drew does have that, Jimmy, that kind of, vibe of you're not going to push him around like it doesn't even right. matter if you're good on the microphone sorry punk you're just not going to push around a drew mcintyre uh steven camp even goes so far as to say this was drew's best promo in a very long time um and a lot of people kind of felt the same way max feldman saying cm mm -hmm. punk promo was straight fire um i want to get your thoughts on this of course uh but also I want to talk i want you to kind of talk to me a little bit about how with punk one of the things i think that makes him stand out on the microphone is he is just so believable in everything he says. Um, you know, I don't know if he just does, but yeah, like when he talks about like, I'm not the devil, I'm Satan himself and all this other stuff. You're just like, this guy believes it. No, but that's the whole thing. And that you hit it, the nail right on the head. If you want to draw people in, you want to get people invested. You don't want them to go, Oh, that was a hell of a wrestling promo. You know, yeah. you want them to go, wow. 
I'm believing what this guy's saying. And, you know, there is, it, it felt like there was a lot of truth into what Drew was, was spitting out there. And if Punk is coming back and, and I know a lot of people are saying, oh, he's being too nice, but, uh, you know, happy to be back and stuff like that. But the line he threw, like you said, you know, uh, you know, that he's the devil himself and that sort of stuff. Mm-hmm. You went, oh my goodness, I could see it. Yeah. And now, that's the beauty of it. You know, I mean, I, not, not that you want to yeah. see the. <laughs> right, right. Um, now, J- Jimmy, I want to double back to you here because we've mm-hmm. talked about things like this in other places. A lot of references to things that are happening off air around here. Things that are mm-hmm. happening. Are you talking about, you know, leaving, talking about the locker room, talking about who said what. Are we getting a little too into the weeds of people who need to know stuff that's not happening on camera or is this okay? I think it's okay because you got a lot of people thinking they know what's going on. So feed into that, let them think it. And for those who aren't reading, so to speak, what these headlines are online, let them go, Oh, there seems to be some tension backstage and they're bringing it out front, which they don't, you know, which used to be uh, uh, forbidden back in the day. You never, you spilt your garbage outside, you know, what goes on backstage stays backstage. Mm-hmm. Now it seems to be getting out there. So why not feed into it and try and draw some interest from it? Well, and also two other points real quick. One, they're going to make money off of it. They've now just added something to the rumble match of drew and punk being in it. And if punk eventually gets to Seth Rollins, we're adding, you know, we're adding juice to it. And, and two, and this is the, they're both equally important for two different reasons. One is for business. One is for controlling your, 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 your clubhouse. If Drew truly had a moment <laughs> where he texted or called up CM Punk a decade ago and was pissed at him, or if Seth and Punk really have had some kind of behind the scenes confrontation, we all don't actually know about it. We only know what they're saying during a pro wrestling promo compared to what happened in AEW over the last two years, something happened and there's multiple accounts and then there's Mm -hmm. NDAs being signed. And then there's the prelude to it that happened on a press conference line, everybody. So it wasn't even like you could like lie and spin the whole, I mean, they could have attempted to try to get money out of it, but here they're just taking the reputation that Punk has that he's self-destructive and that he's going to cause problems. They're taking that. And for all we know, Drew McIntyre just made up some big story. I needed a leader a decade ago. <laughs> that might not have been true at all, but they're just making up a story and it's easy to believe because of the right. Punk's reputation. That's a big difference than having real shit go down and one, having to deal with it internally and calling everybody down and two, getting making any money off of it and getting anything in the ring. Very good points. I just like to bring this up because I read the YouTube comments. I just want to make sure we're covering our bases here. Uh, Dark Money Zone says, uh, Punk and Drew is a shoot, draw money, making story for Mania match. I, I mean, I agree. I think this is going to yeah. be good. Um, also, I like that they're kind of leaning into some of those rumors that Drew might be on the way out. Why not lean into it? Right. Who cares? Fun. I think it's fun. I know what's going on. I don't care if other people don't. I'm having a good time. Uh we move on and we get to 
Finn Balor versus Tommaso Ciampa, and Ciampa cuts a promo on the way to the ring, and after a back-and-forth matchup, Priest tries to help Balor, but Gargano cuts him off and helps Ciampa get the win, allowing, or, yeah, helps Ciampa, allowing Ciampa to get the win. Um, and it seems here, uh, Jimmy, that the story is DIY are trying to earn a title shot the hard way by getting lots of wins. Yeah, exactly. And that's, there's nothing wrong with that. I like that they're doing that. But, but the, the interesting thing is, like you said, the finish where uh, Johnny Gargano assisted Tommaso Ciampa in getting the win, that finish had heel written all over it. It was a heel type finish where, you know, uh, Johnny tripped Finn into mm -hmm. the the roll up for the, for the victory and that sort of thing. It, it was kind of like, you know, you guys want to cheat, take that back. You know, here, here, here's some of your own medicine, so to speak, and it, and it felt right in this instance. And the, the, I, I think the crowd appreciated it, and I like the story being told here. Look, we want your championships. We're going to earn them any way we can get it. Yeah, I, uh, I always say to your point, Jimmy, that um, Gargano's the king of the plucky underdog. So I feel like when he does it, it's cheeky. It's like, it's okay that he does it. Cause it's like a, it's, it's Gargano, but J Justin, I was worried about you during this, this match because I know DIY they're They're one of your groups. And I know that judgment day, particularly Damian priest to your guys is everything. Okay. in the Labar household watching these two go at it. These two uh, teams. We're all eating at separate TV trays. <laughs> <laughs> no uniting at the dinner table. I don't know. I kind of have mixed thoughts about this. You know, yeah, I mean, I, to the plucky underdog point, but it is kind of, I mean, it is a, a weird finish for the for these two white meat baby faces to do. I understand that they're kind of like fighting fire with fire because Judgment Day tries to use their number game. So I'm a little iffy there. I like I like there being a, a an opening to get DIY <clears throat> Champa specifically um, a victory. Um, but then I go to Judgment Day, and Judgment Day right now is just. <laughs> I know we'll talk about some of the funny stuff later. Judgment Day to me is just so torn in half of on the on the top end we have some of the most legitimate pay attention ass kicking and then the other half of judgment day if it's turning into like not just comedy but like lack of i don't know starting to feel like lack of credibility so mm -hmm. this whole match and segment i was it was i was very 50 50 on depending on which minute you asked me to give my opinion i think that's i guess well said because i do agree with you on what's going on with judgment day it definitely feels like there's a lot of stuff that feels credible and a lot of stuff that feels very not credible. And it's it's unlike the NWO, which had a lot of, I think we compared them last week. Yeah. The NWO was big enough that if you had five guys who were uh, goofs, there was a big enough separation between the top guys where this is a very small group. And so if you have a couple of them not looking credible, the whole group kind of suffers but jimmy you had a point no no it's just it's something that justin said that clicked with me but it, you know it'll come up later when uh we talk about a, about a certain champion who i see the same thing that justin is talking about with as far as you know the right time to have that seriousness and, and se separate that that uh comedy aspect from you know the legit serious toughness i don't know if mm -hmm. that what it feels like, it feels like there's a, a date on the calendar that's been circled for we know by this date we can let Judgment Day officially disband or whatever the big riff's going to be because <clears throat> Priest and Money the Bank or Rhea in a face turn or whatever. It feels like we have a date 
And so now they're kind of like, we're kind of stalling time. <laughs> it's starting to what right. it fe- it's feeling like to me. Uh, yeah. Uh, MDB999 says, uh, Judgment Day is becoming a little convoluted, which I think is a good way to, mm-hmm. to phrase it. Um, and uh, Jeff Bailey was something that I thought was really cool. Love the promo walking to the ring again this week. Something different in a promo presentation. Justin, what were your thoughts on that? I loved it, too. Yeah, yeah I'm, all, I'm all for any, any type of different representation of anything. They started Raw off. Cody walking backstage. Just anything to mix it up. <clears throat> You're not reinventing the TV wheel. All they were doing is showing Cody walking backstage. We see them do backstage walks all the time. It was just commentary opening up, showing you a baby face was in the main event. It just and then promos to the ring. Yeah, just anything that just breaks it out of the norm. Because when you have a three hour show <clears throat> and they format a certain way, anyways, because of the commercial break, so we get the entrance number one break backstage. All you know, there's already certain things that are going to be done that are redundant that we don't like, anyways. That they're going to do. So anything else that they can do that they have control of that can spice it up, I'm all for that. Yeah, I, I agree. I agree. Uh, uh, we move on. We get to Becky Lynch. A quick promo that basically says she's um, pulling herself up by her bootstraps, focusing on the rumble, and maybe things aren't over between her and Nia Jax. Uh, Jimmy, probably not a whole lot to take from this, but uh, any thoughts? No, just uh, her uh, keep – I think it was more just to keep her v- – visible to the to the audience and make and let them know that despite uh you know taking the the little bit of the knock net last week and that sort of thing you know she's still a viable contender for that royal rumble and again putting the royal rumbles match importance on the women's royal rumble match was the main thing here yeah uh justin any any takeaways jimmy said it all <laughs> um so we move on to kofi kingston versus ludwig kaiser it Two athletic guys, good match ends with Kaiser forcing a double count out. Kofi upset, attacks Kaiser post match. Look, okay, I'll be honest. Once the count out happened, I was kind of like, ah, that's kind of lame. But then this post match happens, and I mean, I am fired up for this. Justin, you're applauding. Uh, let me know your thoughts. Just talk about this. Well, yeah, it's a match that maybe last week they did not even have on paper to be this week. But it's a natural follow-up given what really happened. They show you with Vinci and the, uh, the head injury. So follow-up on it here, right? Mm-hmm. First off, uh, and and, and uh, my, my busted-open colleague, the Hall of Famer that is, Bully Ray, he had a great tweet that <laughs> I completely agree with it. He said, I like the count-out finish. It reminds you of the credibility of the rules and that that can happen. And I completely agree. If you don't have any rules, there's no if, if there's no rules, then there's no, there's no rules for the heel to break. And so how do you have a heel or a babyface? I like the finish, but then, as you said, Jack, post-match, <laughs> the heat that Kaiser got, um, <clears throat> you know, I said this before over the recent weeks, but I felt it even more. I felt it even more with the crowd really booing and the way the officials are trying to rip him off of Kofi, and then he runs around again and slams, you know, Kofi's head into the steps. Tonight, more than ever, he felt like Kaiser felt like he could be a standalone. <clears throat> that he is not just another member of Imperium. Now, I, I know there's still business to be done with he and Vinci when Vinci gets healthy, or I know that there's something maybe with, with them and Gunther, whatever, but Kaiser has really carved out everything from his chiseled, inc- insane body that he keeps to the way he walks and talks and struts, and he's just so arrogant and so above everybody. But then he's in the ring, he's so sound, and the facial expressions, I mean, he has carved out a real spot for him. He is... As uh, as just Jim, as good old Jim Ross would say, he has maximized his TV minutes. And um, I mean, in the chat, everyone 
I mean, earlier tonight, Jeff Bailey said tonight was a breakout for Ludwig. Uh, Trell, um, or I, I mean, Baby Eye said Ludwig is a beast. Uh, then uh, Jeff Bailey also said Ludwig came out a major heel tonight and a standout. And Trell said, I will remember Kaiser's name after tonight. Uh, Jimmy, this was, if I was younger, um, I, I feel like, Kaiser would be one of my my absolute favorites right now in every way, and I I echo everything Justin said. He I was he was already one of the guys I really liked, but this to me, yes, he's that guy. Singles. I want you to talk about Kaiser uh, and Kofi for the work he did. Obviously, it wouldn't have worked if he didn't do this against someone like Kofi. Kofi, but also Vinci will be out of action for a number of weeks. Right. Uh, I'd like for you to talk about having been in the locker rooms a wrestler's mindset when they know a tag team wrestler's mindset, when they know they've got a couple weeks to be a singles wrestler. That's their opportunity to shine and show what they have. And again, going back to this double count out finish. And I know a lot of people out there were like, Oh, come on, man. That was, so he got more heat after that match doing what he did than any other way he could have won that match and defeated mm-hmm. Kofi. It doesn't matter how he would have cheated, how he would have manipulated the referee, diverted him, used a foreign object, blah, blah, blah. That wouldn't have worked. But what happened afterwards, that heat he generated, just unmatched, unmatchable in in, in a, a one, two, three or, or, or knockout victory, whatever you want to call it. And to Jimmy's point, if they would have had this match, Let's say Kaiser would have squashed Kofi, just straight out squashed him. Then nobody would care to see the match again. Right. Mm-hmm. Now, Kofi, the lovable babyface that is Kofi, the future Hall of Famer that is Kofi, now everybody has so much sympathy on Kofi. It's had There's heat on Kaiser. We want to see this again. And then you got Rumble coming around the corner here. <clears throat> Kofi's always known for the Rumble due to his creative, how does he avoid elimination spot? Kaiser's just worked himself right into the center, front and center of that, of that scene. And mm-hmm. and adds adds another story to that rumble match like we did earlier with the Drew and Punk and all that stuff. Another story for that for that rumble. Yeah, I just yeah, I left it. I mean, like everyone has been saying, Ludwig has been one of those guys I think we've all known could be that guy, but obviously he was in a group, he's in a group, he's got kind of a position. Yeah, watching this and the way he did it too. It's not just he beat up Kofi, but the way he executed like driving digging the, the thumb into the eyes wow. and the way he backed away like after the security had him back away and then running and hit, kicking him into the steel steps holding his head up when he was on the just certain things that visually like you can see that in the highlight package when they have their rematch you can see these things getting played over and over again and showing that he's vicious he's not just that good looking guy that wants to hit on uh maxine dupree but he's a vicious and mean dude and I, I got a feeling this is going to be a big moment in this young man's career. He's got a, he's also young too. He's like, yeah, like early thirties. So he's got, he's got time to continue as and well. T- yeah. And really quickly, you talk about breakout moments for certain superstars. This could be his breakout moment. Yeah, absolutely. Definitely. Um, uh, as well, speaking of someone who's breaking out, at least for me anyways, Nia Jax comes out and she doesn't think, that beating Becky Lynch is all that shocking. And she's talking about how she can do whatever she wants and beat whoever she wants when Rhea Bloody Ripley comes out. And 
I pop pretty big for her music. Uh, and she says, quit acting like you run the place. And then Jack says she's winning the Rumble and she's coming for Ripley. Uh, later, uh, she actually got some uh, some some heat from Judgment Day for picking a fight with Ripley. Uh, Justin, I've never seen anyone, at least in the past year or so, talk down to Rio Ripley the way Nia Jax was able to. She Is she truly a new Nia Jax and what we've seen in the past incarnations? Especially that win again against Becky last week felt like they, you know, she's got a new kind of set of life to her. Um, you know, I like this. I said it last week that I could see Rhea again. I felt, I feel like she's still in a, <clears throat> a league of her own that I said to you boys last week that I could believe her going into mania as champion coming out of mania still as champion somewhere along the way. There's some kind of natural baby face turn, you know, and, and look tonight, the way the crowd popped for her, She's having a promo opposite Nia Jax, who Nia Jax arguably the, you know, gets the most heat of any of the of the women. I don't know if this is a uh, a little foreshadowing to Mania. I don't know if it's foreshadowing to Elimination Chamber because remember, Elimination Chamber is in Rhea's home country, she, she, so she is front and center in a lot of the marketing material. You got to have a good match for her. I don't know what they're going to do, but this was entertaining. But I, you just cannot deny that pop that Portland, Oregon gave Rhea Ripley. Like things are happening, and it goes back to my earlier statement about the judgment day you got people like Rhea and people like priest you know well, i mean Rhea's the champion but you know big things are happening there but then you got another <laughs> then you got the rear of judgment day and then it's like what is going on over here yeah uh, jimmy this was uh, you know we talk about star power and things. i always say how you feel about certain things is is what it really is and and naya jacks as soon as Rhea ripley's music hit i had that here we go kind of feeling to me i was so excited to watch these two stare each other down and they've done such a good job of building nia jacks up to be ready for this moment instead of just coming back and facing rio ripley this feels like such a big moment and even in the chat uh mdb is saying finally some nia jacks love <laughs> jack uh baby i saying uh nia stands unite uh this was low-key promo of the night and uh reaper brink saying Rhea had some great facial expressions. Uh, talk to me about really how well they've gotten Nia Jax ready for this moment. But also, um, I want to talk about something I saw on Twitter a lot was, when is Rhea Ripley going to turn face, everyone's saying. And I always say, the person you're cheering for is the face. It doesn't matter what they say. And everyone seems to love Rhea Ripley. Rhea Ripley's a face. Can we just deal with it? Yeah, especially when these two are in the ring together. Obviously, you heard them tonight. They were cheering for Rhea. And as far as Nia Jax goes, she's just got a different presence to her this time around. You can feel something different about her. She feels like a real threat. Like the, at any moment, you know, like we talk about sometimes where someone's in a match and they go, well, I can't see so-and-so beating so-and-so. When Nia's in a match now against whoever she's in the ring with, especially after beating Becky, now you're thinking, you know what? Maybe she, you know, maybe she will beat Rhea. Maybe she can beat so-and-so. You know, it's it's a different feeling now when Rhea is in the ring, and that's what you want from here. And she's, and now we, we can see that she can handle herself on the mic as well, which is a very important part of the, the, the complete package. And she's done that as well too. So, uh, this different uh, Nia Jax versus uh, Rhea Ripley, you can go so many different directions with this leading into WrestleMania. Maybe this, this match happens before Mania. Like you said, uh, Justin, uh, 
you know, Australia could be a nice uh, venue to showcase this match for both ladies. And uh, yeah, it could be very interesting going forward, but I, I, I like the new, I, I don't know if new Nia Jax is the right word for it, but I like this, this current version of her. Let's put it that way. Yeah, this is, I, I think maybe promo of the night for me, not video package of the night. We'll talk about that in a second, but uh, definitely my, uh, I, I think promo of the night. I think this was fantastic, uh, but we continue on Chelsea green and Piper Niven versus Caden Carter and Katana chat chance with the whole locker room watching on Carter and chance defeat the former champs and retain the titles. Um, Jimmy, I want to go back to you. Carter and Chance, you've seen a lot of tag teams in your time. Uh, to me, they feel like that something that the women's tag team division really needs and that they are like, the perfect, like, real tag team that isn't two people who came together. This feels like one of those tag teams that is like the backbone of a real tag team division, you know, like a uh, the Hardy Boys back in the day where when they first debuted, you didn't think of them as individuals. You thought of them as a team. Right. They kind of feel like that for the women's tag team division. It feels like that's something they really need. Yeah, they definitely do. And the other thing they need is for people to get invested in having the other women and all the other women in the locker room watching on the monitor and watching this match with interest made the match feel that much more important. Mm-hmm. And that's what that's that's one of the main things. It's a, it's a little thing that wasn't even in the in the match but made the match feel that much more important. And, and that helps as well. But to your point about them feeling like a team together, I was going to say edging. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Christian, you know, yeah, it's, it's another, one. another one, you know, the, you know, people say, yeah, but it's, a, it's only because, of, you know, they have the matching outfit, the matching, uh, you know, tights and stuff like that. No, they, like you said, they feel like a real team mm-hmm. and like they belong together. Again, once their time comes to go their separate paths, there's, there's the challenge of get re getting over. <laughs> Right. I don't even know if that's a term anymore, but anyway. <laughs> but uh, right now, they feel like a, a authentic tag team. And like you said, the way you described it. Yeah. And uh, and Justin, of course, in the chat, we got Brother Hero saying, Labar, glad I popped in. Continue to say subscribing again. So you get to check one on your column for this one, Labar. But uh, let me know about your thoughts on this matchup, but also uh, what do you think is next for Piper and Chelsea? <clears throat> it was a fun match. Um, you know, good on WWE for consistently putting them out there, whether it's in the ring or last week it was the you know the club vignette. Uh, I definitely felt like, and this Portland crowd was overall up tonight, so maybe you know grading on a curve here of the being a hot crowd, but I felt like that they are <clears throat> the Carter Chance got cheers quicker than in previous weeks. In previous weeks, it's been. By the time the match has been over, people have been cheering for them, and they've got the people up, especially with the creative offense they have. But I feel like it's took people a little bit more time. I think they are starting to grow on people, and that consistency on TV uh, is a huge uh, part of the recipe to make that happen. So uh, good there. And, and, man, in terms of the next women's tag team, 
I don't know. I mean, we saw that backstage locker room. I mean, there's there's different options. I mean, there's there's like what there was like at least four different pairs of of ladies. I, I don't know if any of the four of them, you know, present out the gate as like real interesting keel challengers. Mm-hmm. Uh, so I, I don't know. I really don't know. I really don't have an answer for that. I have to see how they're gonna see how this runs its course. Because <clears throat> again, with something with a, with a card like Rumble. It's very possible that the women's tags aren't even a defended or you know a thing. You know what I mean? So it, it's hard to say what women's tag situation is when you're two weeks out of Rumble. It, I mean that 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 could have been the last women's tag title match we saw on TV until after the Rumble. That's very plausible. Right. And loud Marlins fan says here for <clears throat> Justin Labar. So you got you got a. a I'm it, here it, for it, you. You know the uh, the women's tag team division had a bunch of people watching the screen for that match, mm-hmm. but I think Labar's got a bunch of people all together here watching him for for this show. I'm trying to um, know. I'm trying to know so my cold that I'm dealing with. So I'm I'm, I'm happy that people are. <laughs> I got every gimmick known to man. I got tea. I got cough drop. I got water. I got alcohol. I'm I'm, I'm everything. I'm just like trying to figure out what the right recipe is here. Just mix it into a big bowl for a nice there soup. You go. Drink. <laughs> exactly. There you go. Ricola. Uh, so uh, also Bernie DC, by the way, saying uh, good. They use the keg stand for the finish tonight. Uh, by the way, it shows they can um, uh, use both double team moves to win matches, keg stand and after party. I like that keg stand move. I think that is such yeah. a cool, clean, beautiful looking finish. I, mm-hmm. I would love for them to uh, keep that up as well. Um, I want to talk about my favorite part of the night, and I hope it's your guys' favorite part of the night too. And if anyone in the chat disagrees with me, you're wrong. I don't care. We saw a video package from our truth that, dare I say, officially surpasses the My Way WrestleMania hype video as the greatest WWE video ever put together. And R-Truth telling us his long journey to becoming a member of Judgment Day and being friends with guys like Tom and Nick. <laughs> Jimmy, uh, tell me a bit about <sighs> I loved it. I don't know what else to add. This was I, I was giggling the whole time. What, what is there to add? He is so entertaining, and that's what this is about. It's about entertainment. And I, I know... <sighs> I, I agree with you. If anybody didn't like this segment, then they are not true mm-hmm. wrestling fans. Our truth is a hidden gem. And we talk about believability when it comes to people showing how tough they are and when they're cutting promos and stuff like that. When our truth does these video packages, when he was telling the story about being born and telling the doctor and all, <laughs> it, you almost felt like he he believes it. He believes what he's saying. You know what I mean? <laughs> and it was so much fun. It, and that's what it's meant to be. It's supposed to be fun. There are moments where you want to go, oh, and ah, and cheer. But there are also moments you just want to sit back and go, that was just tremendous. Cheers, buddy. Yeah, Justin, this, I, they always say comedy is zigging when everyone thinks you're going to zag. I don't know if R-True zigged or zag. He was doing something completely different for the whole time. I just, I was like, and even afterwards, when Davian Priest is trying to talk, even he can't keep a yeah. straight face afterwards. It was, I, I don't care what our truth does uh, with, with the rest of his time, but I think even after he's done and retired, I want him to do videos like this just for shows, like of previewing, like whatever, like money in the bank previews or something. I don't know. This was, I, this was so great to me. This is hilarious. 
Well, first off, to your original uh, <laughs> your original <laughs> comment, I was fortunate to be amongst the 67,000 in the Astrodome when that My Way video was playing before <laughs> Rock and Austin. So that, <laughs> that cracks me up that you would say that. Um, <laughs> it's a hilarious video. Aside from what Truth is saying, the photoshopping was just tremendous. All the mm-hmm. photoshopping, uh, huge, you know, <laughs> it was great. And then you're right. When they came out of it, and they went to backstage. I don't know, but that really did feel like Priest might have actually saw that for the first time, <laughs> and was trying to keep laughter in it. If that, if that, I don't know. I don't know if that's true. I don't know if, like, I don't know. I don't know if that's true. I, I don't know. But it, but it yeah. certainly felt like it. Which, if that's the case, it made it all the all the funny. It, it, it's it's yeah. it's it's that it's that special little thing of like when you watch SNL, mm-hmm. and when somebody can't stop. You know, it's it's, it's unprofessional, and it's like. You're breaking like the first rule of improv. Yeah, you're supposed to stay in character, which Truth does. He stays in character, but it's also there's an enjoyment to the audience when you see a performer start to crack. He was so good tonight because one of the guy, one of the biggest things was back in the day, not on camera but off camera, you know, post match and at house shows, was trying to get Taker to break. Mm-hmm. That was that was one of the biggest challenges in the world. If if Taker was out there tonight during this whole thing. I believe even he would have had a problem keeping a straight face. It was just so funny. And as Trell says, our uh, truth has solidified his hall of fame slot, all time comedy. This was so, I, I don't like, yeah, as uh, we had in the chat here, dark uh, money zone said uh, the quote, as I looked into my doctor's eyes <laughs> on the day he was born and said right. he wanted to be, in he's rocking the cradle. Yeah. <laughs> The whole thing, yeah, and the videos of them, like, in the family portraits together and stuff, and nope. him just being cut in. It just, this was just, yeah. After, 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 after that, that segment and after that video, all I want to do is live, laugh, and love. <laughs> as, as we always say in the Judgment Day. Yeah. Live, laugh, and love. It is your yeah. Judgment Day. It is <laughs> <laughs> we're always here for you. <laughs> that's like that's like a that's like a sketchy life insurance uh, company's right. <laughs> quote. <laughs> oh, this is just a beautiful thing. Anyways, if you didn't see it, go back and see it. If you did see it, yeah. go back and watch it again. Treat yourself. Sure. Um, that leads us to JD McDonough versus The Miz right afterwards. Uh, kind of a similar formula to what we've seen in previous matches. Good wrestling sprinkled in with comedy moments. Uh, Miz picks up the dub. Uh, is uh, uh, Justin, we'll start with you. We're laughing about our truth in all this, and he was funny in this match as well. Is Miz getting a little overshadowed by our truth in all this? Uh, yeah, I mean, <clears throat> yeah, I, I, I think the focus is definitely on our truth out there. Um, you know, personally, after the Miz finished off stuff with Gunther, I didn't know if he was going to remain face. I, I was very vocal on this podcast that, you know, the Miz's fastball is his ability to be heel 24-7 and carry that Miz character nonstop, so I don't like taking his fastball away. Now, I did stand corrected to say that he did some very good work, especially in the promo leading up to the match with he and Gunther, as Gunther was kind of, you know, demeaning him, despite Miz being 20 years his career elder. Um but I still, but you know, even that point, I still, the Miz coming out here is being babyface. I'm again, I, I kind of look at it as filler. It's temporary. It's only a matter of time before the piece of crap Miz low blows somebody, cheats somebody, 
takes the shorthand road. That's just what the Miz does. So, yeah, he's mm-hmm. being overshadowed. Our truce to focus on here. Yeah, Jimmy, I actually had that as my next question. Uh, you know, Justin said previously on this show that Miz was his fastball is being the bad guy. And when Miz won the match, he was standing with his arm over our truths shoulders. I couldn't help but think. I got a feeling that it's going to be our truth that takes the low blow at the end of this. Uh, is is Miz's day? It's a good guy number. Was Justin right? Does he need his? Is he going to get his fastball back? Uh, he, I think he's going to get his fastball back. Look, everybody's uh, enjoying this moment, and whether you're expecting it or not is not the point here. It is who is he going to hit the fastball with? Like, mm-hmm. you know what I mean? And and I like the idea of our truth, you know, awesome truth getting back together. It looks like here we're going to have some fun, have them challenge for the championship. And uh, you know what? Have Miz just, like you say, low blow him and just, I can't take this nice guy routine anymore. This isn't me, whatever the case is, you know, but uh, I could see it happening. And, or even the fact that, like you said, our truth overshadowing the Miz, that being the reason for him turning on him. Mm-hmm. Saying, uh, hey, you know what? I'm the star here, and you think you're going to outdo me? Not happening, man. You know. Well, Jimmy, I'm going to give you the, the pen in this case. It's, it's going in an ink. you got to pick a team to challenge. I'm going to give you two tag teams. Okay. One of them gets to challenge for the titles and win them. The other team never gets a shot against Ooh. the champions. The teams to, that you're choosing between getting a shot for the titles are Awesome Truth or DIY. Getting a shot for getting the a shot, Get a shot at the title. The other team will never get a shot at the title, or at least until Judgment Day is, is done and out of this picture. Oh, my goodness. Oh, that's a tough one. Uh, it's almost like I want it to be DIY because I, you know, I want them to be elevated and be that next team to get to that that spot. But at the same time, I think a better story can be told with awesome truth, getting that opportunity and having that moment happen that I described. It's DIY because the Miz and our truth by themselves were already hall of famers. Champ and Gargana needs some, needs some boost in their career. So tag title Fair possibilities. Yeah. Fair yeah, well, the chat says DIY. So, um, but any chance I get our truth on the screen, I'm going to take it. So I want to see more of that. Do people even remember that that wasn't even his first WWE moniker? It wasn't even what's up. Wasn't even his first song. His first run in WWE was as K quick. And the song K-Quick, was oh get rowdy. Oh get, ra- <laughs> get rowdy. Up. And then I he mean, left, went to TNA. And then he came back hmm. as our truth with what's up. I mean, Jim Johnson has some bangers, but our truth, K Quick. I mean, there's two bangers right there for you. you uh, Seth Frickin' Rollins comes out and he wants to know who's going to face him at WrestleMania for the title. And Jinder Mahal comes out, says he's sick of being overlooked. Rollins says, do something about it. And Jinder waits for Rollins to turn his back before flattening him. Uh, Justin, I, I love that Seth Rollins, like, hey, who like everyone's talking about Roman, but what about me? Who wants my title? I like this uh this approach, and I like that gender's gender feels like a perfect kind of guy in Telmania. What are your thoughts? Well, you know, shout out to the office and creative for you know, if you felt gender was worthy to troll everybody last week before the rock interrupts them, 
it's good on you to at least give him a, a, a return the following week and let him, you know, get the upper hand physically for a moment on, on Seth Rollins. Um, you know, I mean, it, gender's, a, gender's a, a great, gender's a talent that's been there for a long time. He's got a great look. He really does. Um, you know, some of what might have hindered gender is because for a long time there, WWE did have a, an unfortunate block of how they would book international stars especially if, if you looked a certain way or had a certain name there you know there was a, there was just there was just a stereotype of you're gonna be this and you know and <clears throat> so good on gender to get you know he's gonna have a match you know in the match i mean the match against he he and seth have a match at rumble it's it's, it's i mean it's 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 just gonna be there you just hope gender gets to make the most of his minutes you hope that nobody gets hurt because no i i don't think anybody in the world believes seth is dropping at rumble especially given what it seems like is lining up um my question out of all this too is in we've gotten three or four attempts with in is that done yeah you know i mean because gender could have came out last week with in he could have came out tonight with it and that could have even made the story even more oh my god you know he's got his he's got this entourage he's got this group it's it's strength in numbers <laughs> but he doesn't and they're both big men but he hasn't had them either week so have we are we once again going back to the drawing board on in It does feel like they have been set aside. Let me let me double back on that. If they were to say, Justin, that let's say during the match with Seth Rollins, they come out and try to help him or whatever. Is that are you cool with that? Or is it like, okay, we're re-debuting them a third time? Does that make sense? Uh, Well, at this this point, I mean, I I don't know. At this point, it'd be weird if they show up. If if anything, they should have shown up tonight or yeah, at least tonight with gender i don't know like it would be weird if they all of a sudden pop up a rumble no, but uh, to, to that point sorry to cut in here but uh, maybe it's a way for people to like you said forget about them so that when they do show up during the tag uh during the title match people go oh yeah that's right we forgot about these guys oh my goodness are they gonna help him and then make it look like at least there's an opportunity for for a title change, that's not going to happen. That would make <laughs> Seth. That, that would make Seth's win seem more impressive to that point. Yeah, right. yeah. And I, I like the point you made, Justin. I like that you're right. He was kind of the butt of the joke against The Rock, so it's kind of like it's cool that he's getting something for doing that. Because, like I said last week, that's got to be rough to be like, hey, you're gonna let everybody down when you come out. You're gonna get buried by one of the best, and then get beat up afterwards. Well, and again, he's been a company guy. He's been around for over a decade. Uh, gender has and. Oh, by the way, he stood face to face with the Rock. Who the Rock is no small man, and mm-hmm. Gender is no small man either. So, like, Jen, again, I'm big on the airport test. Gender passes that. Like, you're, you ain't gonna miss him coming through a crowd. No. no. Right. So, I mean, like, you know, it's not like they sent out somebody who was, you know, a foot smaller than the Rock and just meant to be, you know, a diminutive troll. I mean, this is somebody who was out there trying to preach a certain righteousness from his point of view. Uh, so, yeah, it is kind of like a nice little. All right, let's get let's let's give him something. Hmm. Uh, we move on to Otis versus Ivar, uh, and this was set up because Ivar was basically picking on Akira, uh, and it's another big man hard-hitting contest with Ivar getting the win and then shoving Akira afterwards, calling him a little, little man. Jimmy, is Akira Tozawa going to have to uh, rough Ivar up? It, well, it sounds like it because he said he kept yelling at him, I'm next, I'm next, I'm next. But, uh, man, what you talk about two... two, two what's the terminology we use to big meaty men big meaty men meat. but that that springboard uh 
attempt at a at a splash or where where Otis caught Ivar. Yeah, yeah. I, I can't forget that. It, yep. That's one you, you talk about moments that stick in your mind. That one sticks in mind because I, I can't believe he held him up. Yeah. I mean, that was absolutely incredible. Justin, I want you to imagine yourself. You know, you're at what like one of these shows and you're listening to these wrestlers talk, and someone says, "Hey, so yeah, Ivar is going <laughs> to jump off the rope and you're going to catch him." Yeah, <laughs> like, like, <clears throat> and not be like, "Nah." It's probably not going to happen but be like okay i'll do that no that, that that spot he called him and then and then shifted his weight forward to give him the you know world's strongest slam type of thing right. and i mean <clears throat> now they, they they've been on a they've got some kind of weird run <laughs> on raw between mm-hmm. ivar and otis and bronson reed and just big men who move and do things that big men their size shouldn't do um i don't know when eric uh, Ivar's tactic partner. I don't know when Eric is going to be back. Like, I don't know what the timetable is, timeline is. But, uh, I mean, Ivar has, I mean, he's obviously staked his case and has been now here for now months at this point. It's been months. It's hard to believe because we talk about it every week, but it's been months. He staked his case to the point of where it's like, all right, well, like, uh, like we can do the whole size thing a bunch of weeks, him versus another big man, mm-hmm. him versus a small guy like Tazawa, whatever. Like, at some point, like, when do we start thinking about like doing something more like, you know, uh, you know, I get Guthers a heels so that doesn't really work there, but I don't know. But like, I mean, I, the, the, everything except for Ivar's speaking voice is there. The visuals there, the in-ring works there, Valhalla is an accessory. <laughs> Ivar just doesn't sound like what I think Ivar sound like. Otherwise, mm-hmm. I think, I mean, they got something in this guy and he's making the most of his singles run. Right. And, you know, and yeah, sorry, ahead. sorry to cut you off there, uh, Jack. But and again, you talk about these guys are doing moves in the ring that guys their size shouldn't be doing, and it's not like they're going out and just one after the other. They're taking, they're making, placing them in the right place. Like even in the finish where that moonsault off the top by Ivar looks so again looks so impressive. But it's not like he did fifteen other. Uh, uh, I have to say it at least once a week, a twisting, burning 450 hammer Phoenix splash every five minutes. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And it's, I, I definitely, I mean, obviously the IC title is caught up in something a little bit bigger right now, but I could see, I could see Otis maybe becoming a, like a U.S. champion down the road. And I know that's a different show, but it's not hard for them to move someone to a different brand if they need to. Um, yeah. Uh, we get uh, Jay Uso cutting a promo, and speaking of big men, uh, Bronson Reed shows up. Uh, Jay says he wants to win a championship this year. Uh, Bronson says so does he. Uh, Justin, do you think they're going to go for the same championship, or will they both be champions like the two-man power trip? Can they coexist? <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, uh, we'll see. Was it just me? <laughs> Was Uso's shirt, was it blurred, or is that the design? That's the design. design. It has to be. Okay. I heard uh, there was like a uh, an issue with the copyright of Yeet. For like a week there was. A couple weeks ago, there, back in December, I think there was. There was like some inquiry came from somebody else who claimed to have owned it. <clears throat> so all of a sudden you heard like no mention of it on TV for like a week. And then like right. whatever happened, something WWE got past at legality. They were in the clear to use it. <laughs> Which I knew. I'm looking at them tonight. I'm like, is my... I was like, is my... Because I, you know, I, I cut the, I cut the cord, or you know, I'm, I'm, so I'm on internet. I'm like, is my internet getting pixelated? 
<laughs> is this shirt blurry? What's going on here? It's, it's, it's funny because sometimes in WWE and even in when, when you come to the marketing department, you make a joke when something like that happened, like you said, where there was an issue with the, with the terminology of yeet. And then for a week, we didn't get it. And then we got it back. They got it back. Uh, assuming we're assuming, of course, because we don't know what the legality is here. Somebody probably made a joke. But, oh, you should just make your shirt and have it blurred out. And ha ha ha. Ah, guess what? You know, yeah. Um, I'm sure they're making tons of money on it, but uh, mm. I like the idea of Jey Uso versus Bronson Reed. We'll see how that one plays out. Uh, we get to and the winner gets oh. a shot at Gunther, and maybe you talk about you know uh, uh, finally defeating Gunther. Jey Uso is his game has been elevated. He's up there. He could be the next uh, IC champ that you know elevates that title. And in his promo, and he's a babyface. He said. A goal in twenty twenty four is to get a singles title. Yes, and like wrestling one hundred and one is a babyface doesn't say they're going to do something like that and not do it. So that would be uh, correct the mundo. Yeah, Chad Gable maybe needs to uh, get that memo. But um, uh, Jay, so I, I think that'd be he. He checks all the boxes. I'd be happy to see it happen. Um, and I think Bronson a win over Bronson Reed, if that's what's next, is the kind of win that sets up a match against a guy like Gunther. Um, Cody Rhodes faces Shinsuke Nakamura in a street fight because they got into a fight in the backstage area already. So why not make it a street fight? Um, and the story of this fight is Cody Rhodes is struggling because he cares about the timekeeper who got misted in the face. Tons of fun moments. Cody gets the win. Uh, Jimmy, I'll give you this one to start off. Uh, thoughts on the match and um, it, are, is this one over? Um, hopefully it's over. I think, I, I think we're, again, they even alluded to it themselves that, Hey, I thought this was over. I thought this was over. Uh, and I like the fact that they said, this is going to be our main event tonight. And when you were saying, Oh, we're going to get them to again. And they had their little issue earlier where they got into the brawl in the back and, and, you know, Adam Pierce, that's one good thing about having an authority, an on screen authority figure who said, yeah, now it's going to be a street fight. Mm-hmm. You know, and, and, you know, adding that stipulation during the show actually helped people probably go, oh, maybe I will tune into this match instead of saying, oh, we're having this match as the main event. Maybe I'll tune out. Well, hope, you're hoping anyways, at least. Right. And the match itself, I thought it was fine. Again, they took their time, to, you know, to play certain things like the introducing objects like the the kendo stick and the 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 nunchucks and you know, people were chanting for table. We want tables. They took their time, but they finally got there and gave them what they wanted to. So <clears throat> I thought the match was fine. And hopefully, like you said, uh, we could move on uh, from these two because uh, except for Berkeley, now we're going to get Berkeley, the timekeeper versus. Uh, just- hey, <laughs> hey, Ber- hey, Berkeley is Cody's real life cousin. Oh, how dare Shinsuke do that then? Uh but Justin, fact. it is a fun fact. Uh, is he all? Has he always been, or is that just for tonight? No, he is. Uh, Berkeley Ottman, the guy who got the time people got yeah. the miss. He's the son of Fred Ottman, who was known as Typhoon or Shockmaster. Mm-hmm. Fred Ottman married Cody's mother's sister, so Cody's aunt. So Cody yeah. and Berkeley are cousins. Cousins. There is more than one royal family. Abs- mm-hmm. Absolutely. Justin is. So your thoughts on this one? I thought the match was fun. I thought it was great. I kind of hoping it's over, but 
Cody Rose's path seems pretty obvious, but Shinsuke has taken some pretty high-level losses. What what do, what do we do with him? Yeah, it, it, the, again, the both guys worked their ass off of the match, so I, yeah, mm-hmm. I don't want to discredit that. It was an entertaining match to watch. Um, I love the uh, I love the anime graphics for the build-up. You know, I thought I mean everything was done with great intent and great um, effort. But <laughs> yeah, I went into this match going, Cody's not losing this. Nor should he necessarily, because he's on the path that he is. I just my 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 wrote down Shinsuke, Shinsuke to no fault of his own because they they kind of found a nice lane with his presentation that we've talked about with these subtitles and these the way they produce his vignettes. I think he has to go away and disappear for a little bit of time. Either he needs to go away for a little bit of time or switch brands or you know we've seen them obviously have a lot more crossover with NXT. Maybe let him go to NXT and get some dubs down there. And take that, take his promo style and his vignettes and his intensity that he has shown in the last four months on Raw. Take the NXT and dominate with a, with a winning streak, maybe even acquire a title. I don't know. He needs to get off of Raw, though, because mm-hmm. between the losses to Cody, the several, excuse me, the several time coming up short on Seth, challenging Seth early in the fall, you know, he's not going to go challenge Gunther. He doesn't have a tag team part. There's nothing for him. He's not going to win the Rumble. There is nothing for him to do on Monday Night Raw. I don't know if there's anything for him to do on SmackDown. But that's why I say either let him go home and just take a little bit of time off or go to NXT because nothing more could be done right now on Monday Night Raw for him. There needs to be a reset. Yeah, I, I agree. Because even if you kind of give him someone that may be easier to get a, a win over, now it's just going to feel like, he's punching below his weight class. If he's, if he fights, you know, a, let's say Ricochet returns and he beats Ricochet. It's like, yeah, but you're trying to be up there with Cody and Seth. Like, I don't know. Yeah, I agree with you. And I'm not going to buy him. You know, if he has a, tries to pick a fight with anyone else now, it's, it's, it's a tough spot for him. Uh, Jimmy, any, any thoughts on what's next for Shinsuke? Cause again, Cody's Cody's past seems like it's just fine. Yeah. Right. Yeah, I don't, I don't see a problem with Cody's path. Shinsuke, again, like you, like you guys said, this is the more difficult uh, situation now because, like, like you said, Justin, <clears throat> excuse me, that this this presentation of him as we're seeing him on screen with the subtitles, looking evil, having that menacing demeanor about him, I, I love that presentation. I think it's great, and it's different from everybody else's. Mm-hmm. You know, it's 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 unique. But where does he go from here? Do you, you shift him over to SmackDown? The, you know, the, where does he fit into that scenario? Uh, will people look at him going down to NXT where he could have some great matches uh, against some, some up-and-coming young talent, but the goal there is to elevate the young talent if you're bringing mm-hmm. someone down from the main roster and make them look good? Uh, you know, he's in a tough spot here. I don't know. It's is is there's rumors of a p- potential working relationship with uh, WWE and maybe some Japanese promotions. Who knows? Mm-hmm. Maybe maybe uh, they could lend him out back to Japan and let him regain his fire, so to speak. Kind of like Drew left and came back. Uh, yeah. You know, Punk left and came back. Maybe Shinsuke can leave and come back and, and have some fire. Um, you know, I think the big thing here, Stephen Camp in the chat saying what we're all thinking, but just didn't have the guts to say. Stephen Camp says, 
wrestlers in street fights should be wearing jeans and a shirt, not wrestling gear. Steven Camp, I agree with you 100%. And taped up fists. But my, my, my buddy and uh, renowned Pittsburgh Penguins beat reporter, Rob Rossi, was texting me the night. He's like, the hill I'm going to die on, pro wrestling street fights, should happen in the street. <laughs> Go out there, put some pads <laughs> down, put some ropes, put some, you know, put some, put some branding decoration. He goes, have it out in the street. He goes, you know, he, he's, he's adamant to that. Mm-hmm. Uh, I, I, I like that too. I agree with that. It's not street. It's a, it, put it, put it in the street. Didn't uh, Al Snow beat? Um, uh, it was a hardcore Holly, like in a river or something, or a lake oh, somewhere. I can't remember. <laughs> yeah. I can't remember where it was, but that was a hardcore back in my day. That was a hardcore. <laughs> oh my goodness! <clears throat> Did you ever see WCW do the? Um, oh, what was the damn match with the? Uh, they, they they were on the. Tr- tractor trailer bed the two of them yeah um oh, it was was that oh. Dust, was dustin Rhodes in that or it was um yeah what about him it was oh god bunk um was it a bunkhouse brawl match is that what the no, is it no, bunkhouse no. bunkhouse stampede that's what bluetooth threw out here no. um uh, something in the chat there's two i, I could i could i could see it's like it's I want to say Broad Street Bully, but I know we were talking hockey earlier. I don't know if that's what yeah. the name of it. But I could see the poor ass WCW production yeah. following this this flatbed truck as these two guys are having a damn match. No. <laughs> uh, well, it's 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 it can't be any worse than a gravy bowl match. Let's put it that way. <laughs> that's what I I'm a gravy bowl champion. Yeah. Um, <laughs> I've 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 refed one of those and also took a Dunkin' one, so no thanks. Was the gravy yeah, but, good? But, but Jimmy, weren't you those type of matches? I mean, you're you're rolling around with pretty ladies and 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 no great. Yeah, I know what you're thinking. No, I, I wasn't rolling around with tough day in the gravy. office. There, pal. The, the, <laughs> the, the ladies, the ladies were in the gravy. I was on the outside, dry, <laughs> dry, dry until the after the finish, and of course, uh, I got shoved into the gravy. And it is my great hope that whoever uploads this video changes the title to wrestling Inc. Monday night raw coverage quote. The ladies were in the gravy and end quote. <laughs> that's, that's how we should end it. But I think that's right. it for us. Uh, before we go, of course, everyone in the chat, uh, let me know your thoughts on the show. And if you're watching this later on YouTube, leave a comment with your favorite quote from the R truth, uh, the oh, R truth yeah. video. Uh, Bernie, Justin, Bernie has it, by the way, it, it was oh. blacktop bully, Barry Darso, previously nobody against dustin Rhodes. there we go uh that's right yeah so dustin Rhodes wasn't that's perfect um so uh justin overall thoughts of the show and where can the world find you online it was an okay show it was not a great show it was an okay show they're up against the college football national championship so i'm sure they're kind of monitoring what they do there you know you're not gonna throw out all your you're not gonna throw out the rock again tonight it was an okay show uh we certainly have direction and roads to rumble with cody Rhodes, with cm punk and the drew mcintyre stuff that we talked about um so I thought it, it, it was just fine. You're a couple weeks out from Rumble. This is Rumble's a weird show to build to because for the, again the majority of the rosters all in the same storyline. They're all gunning for the to win the Rumble. There are sub storylines like Kaiser and Kofi, which they did a good job with, like Punk and Drew, um, maybe like Ivar and uh, and Tazawa. So there's some sub stories which good on them to do, but you know I'm not expecting too much more. It's kind of just let's get everybody healthy and energized to rumble and then it's all hands on deck because that is the official start of the road to mania it's one more raw before rumble right two more two more two more 
All right. Well, I actually like this one. I thought it was a fun episode. Everything felt like it was there for a reason. I mean, maybe not the biggest, not as quite as big newsworthy as The Rock showing up, but I thought it was fun, a fun episode where I didn't feel like they wasted my time at any point. Uh, but Jimmy, overall thoughts on the show and uh, where can we find you online? No, it, it was it was fine. Like just like you both said, actually, it was fine. And and like you said, Justin, sub stories going into the Rumble, not just the Rumble match itself. It, it, it everything meant felt like it meant something as opposed to just matches put together to put matches together. So uh, things things made sense at least, anyways. And as far as where you can find me, obviously here on Monday nights with Triple J, which. Uh, we have a blast doing. And then on Wednesday nights, it's myself, Justin and Issa uh, looking at the AEW dynamite show. And then of course the, the reffing it up podcast with myself and my good brother in stripes, Brian Hebner with RJ holding the glue together. Last week we had our stripes awards for 2023. First ever, first time ever we did that, which we had a lot of fun with. And uh, a lot of people, some people agreed, some people disagreed and that's what you get. And uh, this week we're going to have uh, EC3. Oh, so it'll be an interesting chat with him. And of course, online doing my ref and rants on all my social media platforms from Monday to Friday. Uh, I'm, so far this year, I'm doing well at keeping it positive. Let's hope <laughs> that trend can continue for a little while, but eventually, you know, it's going to go there. <laughs> EC3 NWA champion EC3. So that'll be that'll be a good interview. Uh you can find me at Real Jack Farmer across all social media. Um, and if you're following me, or if you're in Los Angeles or the Southern California area, I'm gonna be ring announcing for PCW Ultra on Friday. It's their eighth anniversary show, so it should be a really fun one. Uh, or you can check it out on remix.tv. That's W-R-E-M-I-X.tv. Uh, where you can see it there streaming as well. Uh, a, lot of, a lot of other wrestling shows and stuff. So that's a cool spot. Uh, I want to thank everyone for joining us all the way to the end. MDB999, Bernie DC, Adam Staples, Killer of Demons, Max Feldman, uh, Jeff Bailey, Stephen Camp, and everyone else. Appreciate you all. Make sure to follow at Wrestling Inc. for all your wrestling news. Make sure to tune in tomorrow for the NXT After Show right here. Until then, ladies and gentlemen,